Listener supported. WNYC Studios. It's Money Talking on WNYC. I'm Charlie Herman. President Trump is in Argentina for the G20 summit, where he'll meet with other world leaders, including Chinese President Xi Jinping. The meeting comes after months of a simmering, almost, kind of, maybe not quite trade war with China that may come to a truce, or at least a pause, when the two leaders meet. By some accounts, the president is feeling a bit nervous about the cost of a trade war on the U.S. economy. Then again, he also says he expects to raise tariffs even more on billions of dollars of Chinese goods. Will there be a breakthrough when the two leaders meet? It's a question his own advisors may not know the answer to, but we'll try and interpret what might happen with Rana Faruhar, global business columnist at the Financial Times, and Rick Newman, senior columnist for Yahoo Finance. And Rick, first of all, I think we just need to be reminded, where do things stand with all the tariffs on Chinese goods? Uh, Trump has imposed new tariffs on about half of all Chinese imports to the United States. For most of those, the tariff is about 10 percent. That's about $250 billion worth of goods. And he has threatened to impose tariffs on the other $250 billion worth of Chinese imports, along with raising the tariff from 10 percent to 25 percent. So we've got some tariffs in place and the chance for escalation in coming months. Rana, remind me exactly what is it that Trump wants from China? (laughs) Well, I wish I could tell you, Charlie. That's one of the problems. We don't have a 360-degree strategy or any coherent strategy. I mean, Trump is essentially saying he doesn't want the U.S. to run a trade deficit, and he thinks China has taken U.S. jobs and created an unfair playing field. There is some truth in that, right? I mean, the Obama administration complained about Chinese IP theft. Many CEOs have been complaining about this for a long time. This idea that China takes the intellectual property of United States companies. Right. That's all true. But what— the Trump administration has been asking of the Chinese is kind of impossible for them to say yes to. He's essentially saying, look, we want you to dramatically shift the trade imbalance. We want you to give up subsidies for some of the high-tech industries of the future. This is something the Chinese are not going to do. First of all, on the trade front, they can't change on a dime that quickly. Uh, And in terms of making sure that they own a piece of the digital future, of autonomous vehicles, of green technologies, this is something that's a strategic goal for China. They are not going to let go of this. So going into this meeting, what do you expect will happen? So I think that what you're going to see is a little bit of an easy deal, maybe a head fake deal, a handshake that allows the president to walk out and say, hey, you know, I got tough on China and I got a deal. I think that he is worried about pushback from companies because they are really starting to fret that if you see that next round of tariffs going in in January, then yeah, your iPhones are going to get more expensive. Uh, The things that you buy every day are going to get more expensive. And at a time post midterms when the president is already feeling a little bit on rocky ground, I think he's going to want to make at least himself feel that Things are going in the right direction. Be on hyperbole alert because I think we're, I think we're <laughs> going to hear that, oh, we had a great meeting and we're really going to make some progress on this without a lot of actual progress. Uh, some trade experts have been saying this could be similar to what we saw with the meeting with Kim Jong-un in North Korea earlier this year where they said, oh, we're finally resolving this problem of nuclear weapons on the Korean Peninsula, but nothing has really changed. Well, I was going to ask if it was a bit like NAFTA that uh, in the renegotiations with Mexico and Canada, there were comments that, oh, we made a lot of changes. Everything is different. We're going to give it a new name. But in the end, it was just kind of on the margins, and it really wasn't that different in the end. I think this is going to be different. Uh, So what happened with regard to NAFTA was basically just a rebranding exercise. There were some updates in the new agreement, but it was pretty much a continuation of the status quo. But we have a new status quo with China now, and that is the tariffs that are already in place. And it's possible that those tariffs are going to just stay in place. The pause scenario you mentioned uh, earlier could be where we end up for the rest of President Trump's 
uh, time in office. Now, the pause scenario, though, could be having these consequences already, though. We see uh, there was a report uh, that came from the Federal Reserve Bank in Minneapolis that there's been an increase in farm bankruptcies, which could be tied to soybean farmers who can't sell to the Chinese market, which is basically closed in retaliation. So my question is, how much is a pause bad news going forward? Well, you're connecting a couple of important dots there. For starters, a lot of businesses, not just farms, but some small corporations in the manufacturing sector and the commodity sector are already in debt trouble in this country and in certain emerging markets as well. So if you start to see headwinds in the form of those tariffs, in the form of potentially rising interest rates, although we're now seeing the Fed chairman kind of walk back a little bit from that, there is a debt bubble out there. It doesn't take much to raise concerns about that. And so, yeah, if you start to see smaller businesses, mid-sized businesses going bankrupt, then you start to see potentially a domino effect. You're already seeing companies like, for example, General Electric having problems with debt and leverage. And I think that that reflects the fact that the risk in our economy has moved from the biggest banks in 2008 to corporations today. And that's where you're going to see problems in the market. General Motors has said that tariffs on steel and aluminum that went into effect earlier this year have added $700 million to their costs this year. Ford has said tariffs have added $1 billion to their costs. GM just said it's going to lay off 15,000 people. There's not a direct connection, but this is not helping companies that have to pay uh, more for these products that now have new tariffs on them. So does Mary Barra, the CEO of GM, know something that we don't know about where the economy is going or maybe that Trump doesn't know about where the economy is going? I think what Mary Barra knows is what happens to a big automaker like GM if it gets behind the times and has too much capacity when the economy turns down, which is what happened in 2008, which led to GM's bankruptcy in 2009. She was there for that. I think what GM's doing, and she's being pretty smart about this, is she's saying we want to restructure as we feel we need to do to catch up with consumer taste and do some other things before there's a downturn, when it would be easier than it will be later. When you look at the recent volatility in the stock market, how much do you think it is related to investors beginning to realize like, oh, some of these trade problems are not going away? I think that's a huge thing. And in fact, if I pull way back, I think trade is just one of the things that investors are wondering about. We're also going through a fundamental shift in interest rates. We've had low rates for 10 years. We know something's going to change. We don't know when, how quickly, how much. Right now, almost everything in the market is up for grabs, from interest rates to how the U.S. is going to perform relative to other countries to how the trade war is going to go. Things are changing. So, Rick, if nothing comes out of this weekend in the meeting between the Chinese president and President Trump and these additional tariffs are added on to more products, I mean, where does that leave us? There's a big difference between 10% tariffs on Chinese imports and 25% tariffs on Chinese imports. At 10%, companies can kind of fudge that if they have to bear that cost. And if they have to pass some of it on to consumers, it's not huge. 25% gets a lot harder to absorb. It starts to hit your profit margin directly. It starts to hit consumers' wallets directly. And I think that makes uh, the stock market kind of a corrective influence on Trump. We know he pays very close (laughs) attention to the stock market and he considers it kind of a report card on how he's doing. If we were to go from 10% tariffs on Chinese imports to 25% tariffs, I think you would see a very negative and pronounced uh, move down in the stock market that would get Trump's attention for sure. And I don't know what he could do really to talk it back up. Rick Newman is a senior columnist for Yahoo Finance, and Rhonda Fruhar is global business columnist at the Financial Times. Thank you both for joining. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you. And I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC.